Hello everyone and welcome back to Tokyo on Fire. Today is March 3rd, 2016. Politics makes strange bedfellows, and that is no truer than here in Japan as we anticipate the election of the upper house in July of this year. Lots is going on, there's a lot of machinations going on, jockeying for position, and just this week the number one opposition party decided to merge with the number three opposition party. I'm joined today once again by political brainiac Michael Chuchek. Michael? You're too kind, and happy birthday, by the way. Thank you very much. This is great political fodder, isn't it? The number one opposition party decides to merge with the number three opposition party, the Japan Innovation Party, largely out of Osaka, but they have a, a big following here in Tokyo, too. What's going on? Well, the, it would probably not have been pushed so fast if there hadn't been a rumor over the winter that there was going to be a, an election in April. So everything got accelerated. Now, these two parties have a great deal in common. Basically, they're trying to fight the LDP and they're way behind. So they have a basis for a relationship, but the speed at which this merger has come about is definitely been thanks to Abe Shinzo and his people talking about maybe having an April election. Right. So with that in mind, they've gone ahead with this decision, which was signed just over since we had the last recording session, uh, to merge the parties and to have a big party Congress at the end of the month. Now, they're so far ahead of the game, they haven't even decided what to call themselves yet. And there are members of each party who are not really sure whether they want to go through with this and are not, have not been brought in on the process. So it's not been very good looking. It's mm -hmm. not been really uh, giving a sense of new unity to the opposition. In fact, it's had quite the opposite. It makes it look like they're kind of desperate, uh, which is too bad because they have a lot in common. Uh, in fact, a lot of these members of the JIP, the Japan Innovation Party, are actually old DPJ members mm -hmm. who split off in, just before the 2012, the disastrous 2012 election, and who sought their fortunes along with the Osaka Ishin group run by Hashimoto Toru. These folks are now coming back to their old home base. They're bringing with them some interesting people, too. Uh, remnants of the Your Party of Watanabe Yoshimi, and even some old Koizumi LDP members, some of the Koizumi children, uh, like Ono, who, uh, who is coming back, and and Eda Kenji, who was a member of the staff inside the Kante during the the Koizumi years. These people are coming in, and may, they may not be new blood, but they're certainly broadening the coalition of the major opposition party. It seems to me that it is awful difficult for them not to look desperate. I mean, the Democratic Party of Japan is um, the number one opposition party here, um, being joined with the number three opposition party. And when Japan. you say number three, uh, that's not a lot. I right. mean, if, if you currently the the LDP is polling at around forty percent support, the DPJ is about eight and a half percent. The JIP numerically the third is polling at less than 1% support. It's really not a jolt in terms of popularity by any means. So, yeah, it's the third largest opposition party, but it's, well, not, it, it's it, not popular in any way. Sure, it falls down precipitously. I mean, you've got the LDP, you've got Komeito, and then you've got the, the Communist Party, the, the Democratic Party, um, in that kind of distribution there. But it, it, from the LDP, it falls down pretty quickly. It falls down way, really fast. Right. And that's the, one of the problems, and that's one of the things that this party is supposed to 
uh, remedy. It, there is what is called the ikkyo phenomenon. One major party, one dominant party, in this case, super dominant. It has a two-thirds majority thanks to its coalition right. with, the, with the Kometo in the House of Representatives, which means it can override anything the House of Councillors does. And it has a majority in the House of Councillors as well. And with 40% support, it looks great going into the House of Councillors election mm-hmm. this year, where half the seats will be up for election. So everything's, they're sitting really pretty. Compared to that, we have these, well, it's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And the LDP is Snow White, towering above all these tiny little parties. Mm -hmm. And in any way that they can somehow make themselves a little bit taller would seem to be a useful thing. Let's pull this into context just a little bit because every week so much happens. So a couple of weeks ago, we were talking there might be a double election. It looks like that's not going to be... Uh, in the cars now because there have been a lot of scandals. And plus, just the economy is not really going in the, the prime minister's favor. We we're also talking about the increase in the taxes going from 8% to 10%. In the consumption tax with a, that special provision for food that was negotiated by the Kometo. Right? right. And over the last week, there have been pronouncements by people who should know that we might do that, we might not do that. It all depends on a lot of different things. Yeah, and there, there, there has been discussion of delaying once again. Now, that would require an actual vote in the House of Representatives and the House of Councillors because the law would ha- definitely have to be changed mm-hmm. in order to accommodate this. But that's one of the things that's being discussed right now. Now, the entire idea of elections, it's split up. The House of Councillors election must happen. Right. That's a foregone conclusion. It's a foregone conclusion. And they want to have that House of Councillors election with 18 and 19-year-olds participating. Now, the law that allows 18 and 19-year-olds to vote doesn't come into effect until the end of June. So that the earliest they can have the election is July the 10th. And then there are only a very few weekends before the actual term of the House of Councillors ends that where they can have an election. So it's a really, really crowded what, what can happen. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, they were talking about the double election. But you're right. They're, they're, they're looking at the economic situation, the way the markets are behaving, and they're saying, this is not going to work. Now... What we have now, if, if the opposition really gets its act together, they're going to have several months to work on the House of Councillors election and only the House of Councillors election. So where we were looking for a possible complete wipeout in a double election, sure. this looks far more competitive. Well, also the prime minister was looking forward to that too. And two of the bellwether elections, one in Hokkaido and one in Kyoto, those have completely changed. The dynamics have completely changed. Due to scandal. Yes. And we, we were, we're, and if the DPJ pulls out two, they, they look very solid in, in Kyoto. The, the embarrassment of, of the, the sex scandal there, right. it, it simply has devalued the LDP's position in the, in the city. But if it grabs the Hokkaido seat, very unlikely, but still there's a possibility, then you have, will have momentum. Mm-hmm. Countervailing that is, this painful process of of actually creating a new party. Let's talk about that because um, parties have merged in the past. They have been absorbed in the past. And even the the DPJ is a product of that process going back a couple of elections. Right now, what they're talking about is a merger, but it's actually the larger party seeming to swallow the the smaller um, innovation party. 
there is talk about them just all resigning their seats and let's make a new party or let's let's talk about what the name of the party. They can't even figure out things like that. Well, the, the thing is that the, the reason why they're being pushed to this is not really because the JIP represents anything good for the DPJ. The party leader of the DPJ, Mr. Okada, is caught in a bind. There is a disloyal faction within the DPJ of conservatives, many of them trained. Many of them trained at the Matsushita Institute of Management and Government, mm-hmm. who are very self-righteous and very self-confident, and frequently talk about leaving the party because it's too close in with the leftists, and the the socialist elements control too much, and we'll just go and join the, G- right. the JIP ourselves. So, in order to head those folks off and keep them quiet, and it's very hard because they're constantly whining and complaining, uh, he's pushed hard on this merger. And it's, of course, upsetting the leftist part of the, the party. In addition, this will make it a bit harder to do coordination with the communists. Though there has been, in terms of selecting candidates, the, the communists have been very accommodative. In fact, a few weeks back, they said, we'll forego putting district candidates up in 14 of the new of the districts that are up for election this year. We normally have a district candidate every time, but in order to defeat the LDP and to reverse this decision on collective security that was made and right. the legislation that was passed, we're willing to change our ways. And they made, they signaled that in sending their representatives to the first for the first time to the opening session of the diet where the emperor presides. They had never done that before, but they've been showing we can change. Mm -hmm. And that has been pulling Mr. Okada toward the left. So he's, okay, he's he's not a very inspiring figure. He's also got a really divisive and, and, and really very, very volatile situation in his party. Right. So this merger that's now uh, in process, they're they're gonna they've meet signed next off week. on it. Yeah. They're going to talk about what their name is going to be and who's going to be on different committees about figuring different things out. But the whole purpose of this is not for policy objectives. It is purely for let's get elected, let's challenge the LDP, let's knock them off of their, their preeminent seat in defining what Japanese politics is going to look like. But the, the, the House of Councilors election... The, the set of councillors who are up for election, and the House of Councillors, half of the seats come up for election every three years. This set is the last place where there's a pretty much even split between the DPJ and the LDP. Mm-hmm. The DPJ has a lot of seats to defend, and it would like to defend as many of them as possible and even pull back a few from the LDP. In order to do that, it has to have some kind of Momentum. It has to have some kind of story, and this we're you know we're we're bringing together the opposition because it's this is serious. We really have to save Japanese democracy. Is something that they've been pushing. Now, it sounds exaggerated, and the D, the LDP has been saying you you guys are acting paranoid and stop it because you you're, you're just trying to create fear in in the electorate. But they, that might be a compelling narrative to get people to the polls. And that's the thing that they're going to mm-hmm. really, that's where the, the rubber hits the road in this case, getting people to the polls whenever right. the House of Counselors election happens. Because under Abe, voter turnout has just cratered. Mm-hmm. And whenever it goes down, there are only three parties that benefit. The LDP, 
the Cometo, and the Communists. 240 seats in the upper house. Half of them are going for election in July. That's right. And the numbers, I mean, winners and losers, it's really defined by just a very small margin. Just a couple of seats are going to define whether the LDP emerges with a two-thirds majority as it has in the lower house. That is really unlikely. It's, but it's, at it's least, almost impossible exactly. numerically. But, but at least holding their own or making a couple of other seats. But there are people that are in the uh, DPJ that can't run in the DPJ if there's a merger because they fought, there's a, an election. There's, 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 about a, there's, five a, there's or six a rule of, there's a, of, of some of the merger, some of the, the, the JIP members, because of a special rule having to do with proportional seats, mm-hmm. and we will need to explain what the proportional seats are sometime, uh, proportional seat members cannot join a party that they ran against. Right in the previous election. Mm-hmm. And in this case, there are five members of the JIP who are proportional seat holders, who, when the merger comes, will have to sit on their hands. Well, they'll have to either be independent or they could resign their diet seat and then go in for election. That's right. They can resign as, as, as members of the diet uh, and their seats will be vacant until the election happens. Now, their seats are, are proportional seats, which are handed out to the parties based on the party's total vote. And it's a nationwide election. So resigning their seats, it's not like they, they have a specific district or a specific Cohen Kai or group of voters that, that supports them. Right. This, this, this is all party-based. So they are, they're not really sacrificing much. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd still be on the party list. It's just that they would not have to show up for work anymore. Right. Well, then the point here is that there's a lot of funny business. People will be getting into bed with other people, not on the scandal side, but on the political side. Let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> um, but there, there, it really is a rich mix. And as we approach the election time, you can anticipate that there's going to be other things coming out of Bunshun, scandals coming up, things that we really can't anticipate. You need to stay tuned to this because this will be a very rich um, time for Japanese politics. And as we lead up to the election, don't you think there's going to be some real fireworks so that it either diminishes the LDP's role or it enhances the communists or the Komeito. I mean, it's just going to be all over the map. We, have, If we had this conversation back in December, we would have said LDP's got a lock. There's nothing that can happen to them. Well, wow, the first two months of the year have proven us wrong. Right. Politics makes strange bedfellows. Continue to stay tuned. We're following this closely, and we will report these picadillos as they come up.